do this. Just play along with me today, okay? Come up with a plausible scenario in which Ron Hextall keeps his job after all of this. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. It's Penguins versus Wild tonight, 7.08 p.m. faceoff. Marc-Andre Fleury will be Minnesota's goaltender tonight with an opportunity, not that he's the vindictive sort, but he takes a lot of pride in a lot of stuff. And there's a part of flower, you're going to have to trust me on this, that still, still has a, a, a bit of an itch about having been replaced by Matt Murray in the 2017 Stanley Cup playoffs. And even though they're all still best buds, the competitive side of Flower is going to be, yeah, yeah, you'll see. And we'll see. We'll see how the team responds. We'll see how things go. In fact, let's just start right there with this little exercise. Let's come up with the rosiest possible path. The Penguins beat the Wild, and then they've got three blah teams to finish out the season. Not that they can't lose to them. Just play along here, okay? In Detroit on Saturday, back home next Tuesday against the Blackhawks, and then Thursday in Columbus. That's it. So tonight looks exceptionally pivotal in that regard, while also understanding that the Penguins can't afford to make a single mistake because they no longer control their own destiny. That's now in the hands, partially, of both the Islanders and the Panthers. But let's say they do it. Let's say they take care of the the wild tonight. Let's say they, I don't know, they chase flower. You know, the whole thing in the crowd goes nuts and they're chanting, Jari, Jari, while flower is down there and everything just goes beautifully. And then they go to Detroit and remember how awful they were there a week ago and they they take it to heart and they clean up on the wings. Uh, they do what everyone does to the Blackhawks. And then they do what everyone does to the Blue Jackets. And they are in the playoffs. Oh, wait, wait. On top of that, they're the seven seed. All right. Stay with me here. Okay. They're the seven seed, which means they, they face the Hurricanes who still don't really have a complete roster. They do a lot of things really well. But until the Hurricanes are set in goal, they're not going to be a real live playoff contender. I firmly believe that. been saying it for years. So they get into the playoffs and they pull off the upset. And they win a playoff round for the first time in half a decade. And everyone's thinking, you know what? I'll give all these guys credit. They really fought their way through this. We never saw this coming. Now what? Do you still keep Hextall? Do you just forget all of this damage, this very real and enduring damage that's been done? You got to understand, my friends, this isn't damage that's been done to the 2022-23 NHL season. This is close to $15 million dollars 
that's gone into Jeff Carter, Mikhail Granlund, and Jeff Petrie toward next season. And in the cases of Granlund and Petrie, it's the season after that, too. And with the NHL not appearing to be ready to budge on the whole escrow thing, don't make me bore you with that, that's going to keep the salary cap where it is, this is $15 million out of 82. That is, that's really, really hamstringing your roster. These are mistakes that I, I don't know how they are pardonable. Barring, but see, okay, let's just keep it going then. I was about to say barring, but let's, let's, let's make the rosy scenario go. Let's say, all right, now this is the part that's going to really require a leap on your part as if the rest wasn't tough enough. Let's say that Carter magically reverts to his playoff form against the Islanders a couple of years ago and just dominates. He's the Penguins best forward and Granlund decides, you know what? I haven't shot a puck on net in the NHL in about four years. I'm going to start doing that now. And he pops a couple. And Petrie looks like he did down in Tampa a few weeks ago. Remember that game where he pretty much owned the Lightning at both ends of the rink? Let's say all of that is an integral part of getting past the Hurricanes and getting to that second round. You notice I'm not taking this story past the second round, right? Okay, good. Even then, what he's done, the mistakes that he's made, the money that he squandered, the cap space that he has squandered now and into the future, the way that Seattle expansion draft wasn't just botched, it was butchered beyond recognition. The fact that Jared McCann is now a 37-goal scorer in Seattle and was given away in the name of protecting either Carter or Teddy Bluger. These are not things that you say, eh, he'll learn, he'll get better. But did you like that I tried? Huh? Huh? When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Ron Davis, who, in taking issue with the lead segment to my daily shot yesterday, says, DK, why feel sorry for Mike Sullivan? He, along with his staff, are part of the problem. If Ron Hextall and Brian Burke are let go, then this coaching staff should be let go as well. There's no gray area, in my opinion. Cleaning house means cleaning out everybody. Well, no. I'm sorry. I, I, I've i got either a fatal soft spot in, in my heart for Sullivan and what he's brought to the city of Pittsburgh and how good of a coach he's been for such a long time here that while I have openly publicly and voraciously at times challenged some of his decisions, notably the personnel decisions related to Carter, Brian Dumoulin, and a couple of other players, neither of whom are still on the roster. I just 
don't see him as somebody who's the baby that you throw out with the bathwater. To me, if you had a responsible GM in place, if you had someone who knew how to carry themselves through an expansion draft, if you had someone who knew not to sign Carter to a two-year extension at age 35 and then throw in all the no-trade clauses and everything else, and you still had McCann here, and you still had Brandon Tanev here, and you still had Mike Matheson here. Okay, Matheson's been a pretty nice player up in Montreal for the most part when he hasn't been fighting injuries. You'd have goaltending here, I think. I don't believe that you'd have had another GM sit on this same duo for as long as Hextall has sat on Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith. And if your comeback to this is, well, don't you think he consults the coach? Don't you think he says this and this to the coach and then the coach has to go along with it? My response to that is, I don't care if he does. Because being the general manager of the team or even the de facto general manager of the team is not in Sullivan's job description. He is not qualified to do it. So if Hextall's going around the building asking, who do you want? Who do you want? Then he's not qualified to be the GM. I, I, I can't. Here's the part that I can't get over. Okay. We're going to see in this game tonight at PPG Paints Arena, Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin both suiting up for their 79th game of the season. And you know what that means because this is game number 79. They've been healthy the whole way through. They've been productive. They've been point a game. And all this GM had to do was to go and find himself some scrubs who'd hustle. Because he even had the rest of the top six down. I know Brian Russ has been a little bit of a disappointment, but not that much. Ricard Raquel, Jason Zucker, Jake Gensel, they, they've had a top six that would be the envy of most teams. That's the hardest part to get. And he had that. He had that as the default. All he needed to get was, you know, a handful of whatevers, bottom six dudes who cost nothing. And instead, he just took his cap space and just lit it on fire, lit it on fire. I don't want to hear about the head coach in that context. I'm sorry. I just don't. I appreciate the question, though. I appreciate the challenge. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We will do another one of these tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.